Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. And whenever I say my name on this podcast, it always seems weird to me. <laughs> it's my own name. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. And I've started, my own True. name started to sound weird to me now who am i <laughs> let's call you lenny then from now on that is my name welcome mm. we're all friends here yeah um, okay len so what are we talking about today today we're talking about education which indeed although could be potentially sad topic we want to keep it upbeat though um you know we've got some some stories to tell and stuff but you know it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Education. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. Well, let's let's um, tell the listeners exactly what's happened on this podcast because um, you know we like to be open. So we've just recorded, or we thought we'd recorded most or half of this podcast already, mm. only for me to notice that the card, uh, the data card, had basically filled up within the first four minutes. Well, to be fair, all that um, you, you need to do is just record your half, because mine's fine. So my answers are predetermined. I, I refuse oh, to say anything idea. different. <laughs> you just have to, like... So I need to sit and listen to your bit and just respond yeah. to your bit. Yeah, That's I'm not actually idea. going to be here. I'm going to leave now. I'm going to go have, like, some lunch. Um, <laughs> and you can just respond yeah. to previous me. <laughs> See that would be really difficult actually yeah. um i think it'd be a lot easier for us just to carry on do it again oh, so yeah we have talked a little bit about this already um we're calling that the pre-talk mm. um but hopefully we can be as good as this as the first time we did it if it's not as good you'll just have to imagine it was but you'll never know will you no one will ever know unless you just re- release just the side of me just my audio and not you <laughs> That's what you get. Anywho, right, okay then. So where are we going to start with our education special? Well, I guess first thing is that, you know, we have our usual format where we talk a bit about your weird life and then normal people life. Um, so, yeah. uh, so JW version of education versus the general populace experience of education i suppose yeah so i I mean i like to widen this podcast a bit so it's not only about xjw's i think lots of high control groups in fact it's almost like one of those um you know red flag factors i reckon yeah i thought you were saying like oh it's like it's like a like a cult (laughs) i thought (laughs) yeah well yeah i i think it's one of those those um, identifying features of a high control group cult if you like um is that they have a very p- 
particular view about education um, because the organization wants to control what people think and how they think and their philosophy of all sorts of things um, and of course education if it's worldly education if it's education coming from mm. the world then it's going to have a different um, approach to stuff therefore it's it gets in the way of the of the conditioning and the the indoctrination that the organization likes to be the sole arbiter of so i think that's why high control groups often do tend to restrict education in some way they might try to get kids to not go to school and be homeschooled or they might have schools that are only for their group and therefore they can control what what their kids are taught I think those are still technically allowed aren't they sort of schools yeah. for just one religion um. yeah as a humanist it's one of the things that the humanist uk um organization are trying to well that they're, they're actively trying to get the government to change their mind on mm. so the faith schools get funding um for their schools from the government and yeah. um, as as a humanist I don't think that's a good idea I think uh, yeah. kids should be taught about faith and uh, different religions fine but they shouldn't but different be religions not just exactly their own. and their education shouldn't all come through the lens of the particular religious belief I do find it have. strange yeah I think it goes against surely what we supposedly say we stand for in this country of multiculturalism if we yeah. create sections of um you know sections of our communities that are just walled off and starting that from the point from as early as your education is a bit scary to me yeah um jehovah's witnesses don't really um have their own schools um mm. some of them uh some of the parents do homeschooling though mm. not all by any means which for um, me i feel like though there seems to be more doing it in that um they have their own little like school trips where like they're homeschooled but then they do like they all come together and do school trips so homeschool mm. trips and they'll go to like a castle or something um though it does seem like they often have like a um religious hue to them they'll be like oh we'll go mm. to this place and we'll talk about these bible studies while we're here da, da, da. Yeah. um but because obviously ch children have to be in education until they're 18 now in some way or another but i don't know if you knew this they don't have to take any exams they only have to be in education they don't have to mm. sit any exams so you know there's meant to be sort of an arbiter in mm. what they study but i don't know how well that's regulated yeah. Yeah. Uh, i mean especially the, these past year and a bit um, mm. yeah you must absolutely. wonder i mean a lot of kids are being homeschooled at the moment though yeah it's become a bit more normalized isn't it yeah um yeah i mean i don't have a problem with the principle of homeschooling personally um that can be done absolutely fine and yeah, I think it's not something i would do but no. um I, i'm i don't have a problem if people want to do that i think it can be okay i'm i'm quite um i'm quite against i don't super love it i think school is really important like in terms of learning you know being around other people interacting with different people um learning things that you know are part of a curriculum rather than just whatever you know your mum chooses do you know what i mean like someone actually went to a school themselves and learned about education and how to educate um you know and there's bodies of people that regardless of if you agree or not you know they think that they know what is the right things to be learning in this particular environment at this time 
I think sometimes I make mistakes, but I think probably not as I'm not as afraid of of that than just someone's random mum or dad or care or whatever just being like, well, I'll decide what's important. Um, yeah, and the the quality of the the teaching as yeah. well, you'd have to question. Um, you yeah, because uh, teachers parent... are taught how to educate exactly. and what's best yeah. tools for, yeah. and you know they're taught as well. Oh, children with dyslexia, this is how you teach them, and children you know maybe with adhd or with autism these are ways of teaching them you know there's yeah just you know having said, it's hard isn't yeah it? having having said that um obviously when you're teaching your child at home um theoretically you the, the child has a lot more one-to-one attention and um therefore you know can can get much more guidance and so on from the teacher so um yeah i know where you're coming from obviously socially you're not learning how to socialize mm. with other kids i mean that could be done elsewhere um it doesn't have to be at school but that is a that is a way that that kids do learn to socialize um i think that the main thing that worries me is is when it's done for a religious reason then as you say the everything is kind of skewed towards that so if you go to the museum let's say you know rather than it being a trip to the museum to see um you know how evolution works or or how Mm -hmm. yeah you know it'll all be and in fact you can get trips um, you can get um, tours, or used to be able to, at the British Museum, actually delivered by Jehovah's Witness um, elders and, and people. Um, so they would spin, you know, this is what the Bible says about Nebuchadnezzar, and this is some, you know, historical stuff around that, and this is this, you know. So it would all be skewed terrifying. To, um, to the Bible narrative, mm. yeah. Again, I don't think they did many in the Natural History Museum. I was about to say, in the Natural History, I bet they don't super love that. Can you imagine? No. How would they explain that? Museum of Science. um, Yeah. Mm. So all this science is obviously from the devil. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so yes, um, I'm not... Obviously, I I kind of worry about that and the the quality of the education kids get. I would say parents up to... um, I mean, maths is a bit more difficult because things change in terms of how kids are um, taught in maths but um i'd say you know things like reading and writing and so on and um, parents are probably okay to help them up to a certain age um helping, but once you start yeah. to talk about the more advanced subjects then then um, parents are just not going to have the underpinning well, do you think knowledge you would have been able to teach me about um the political history of um britain between 1880 and 1924 a very specific and in-depth thing <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could have done, but I would have had to read it all up myself. Yeah. And I wonder how many parents are really doing that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that is that is part of the problem. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, organisations, highly religious organisations or high control groups do try to control education. And that goes for Jehovah's Witnesses. It goes for um, other fundamentalist groups and lots and lots of these groups where trying to control people's ways of thinking and what they believe is is really kind mm-hmm. of vital to their modus operandi um yeah and then obviously when you were going to school it was you legally only had to go to 16 didn't you yeah um so obviously over over the years that's changed generationally so for your like parents generation i think it was you had to go until you were 14 and then you could leave and for you more like 16 and then for me 18 um, I don't think yeah. that's going to continue much further. <laughs> I think we've kind of reached the end there. Yeah, I think it won't keep you past when you're legally an adult. Um, I'm 50 years old today and I'm just leaving school. Yeah, I finally <laughs> learned. Um, 
so yeah you know i think we've probably reached the point of which we needed to get to it's much easier to do those sorts of things in increments isn't it imagine if, if you change it from 14 to 18 straight away i imagine people would be like oh what are you doing um, it does raise the the question of lifelong learning which is something i'm pretty passionate about actually um both personally and professionally so mm. i think um there should be opportunities for people to learn all through their lives mm -hmm. um and that that's talked about a lot in organizational psychology which is the field that i'm kind of involved in um and yeah we talk about that a lot so i don't know whether we'll get onto that subject but yeah especially if you're leaving a high control group um it might be that you're now in your 20s 30s 40s or more um and so one of the things we do want to get onto later is to talk about what are your options and um you know what should you think about maybe going back to school or going to do some studies mm -hmm. or and so on so that's probably worth um linking to i think in the future probably now really um there's there's a need to continually develop yourself and um, to learn new things both for career and for your personal development really mm, definitely but i guess jumping into some of your experiences you um you went through the education system in in an actual proper school until you were 16 when you graduated yeah. and left um, we don't really t use that term much at, in England, no, no. but in America, just left. you just leave. <laughs> just sloped off. Yeah, it's not a big like, woo, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have your last, last day and then you bugger off and you, uh, you never course. see anyone again. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I, saw, I do see, still see some people. Um, mm. For instance, my boyfriend. Um, still see him. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know my best friend of many many years, um, yeah, Maria, right. that I don't remember ever not knowing. I've always known Maria. She has been with me always. Um, she's like your sister, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, truly. I don't remember not having Maria in my life. But um, you know that's not true for everybody. Some people do just no. finish school and they go, and that's the end of that chapter, as was for you. But um, yeah. probably because school was a bit of a torment for you. I hated school. Mm. It was awful for me. Um, yeah, I um, I mean, I, obviously as a Jehovah's Witness, it was, life was quite complicated as a, um, as a kid at school, you know. So uh, I think, um, firstly, what you're learning is partially undermined and is constantly undermined by what you're hearing at the meetings. So, you know, the, science is only true if it agrees with the bible so if you're learning about evolution at school you know you're yeah you're learning at the meeting that um evolution isn't true and that um actually man was created um adam and eve were created as human beings and they were to have dominion over the animals and animals don't evolve either and the flood happened there was a water canopy above the earth <laughs> all these kind of non-scientific mm. things so you're you're kind of caught between what you're learning at school and then you come home to the probably the more um salient um part of your life at that time which is where you really get your truth from so you're basically undermining what the education is that you're getting um we were we were encouraged to do education mainly because it the law required it so the stand for jw's is that you have to obey the law um, unless it cuts across god's law so that includes going to school and um 
and also you wanted to learn to read and write add up um, and do basic things like that because you wanted to be able to support yourself get a job and um, you know to, to become a good Jehovah's Witness you needed to read the Bible and uh, all those sorts of things so yeah there was a there was emphasis on that type of education but anything further than that like you know physics and uh, sociology and psychology and all those science subjects you know not really interested in those and as I say would undermine them quite mm. quite heavily really I suppose did you ever you didn't get to but did you ever actually want to carry on your education um, you know, did you want to choose what in sixth form? Yeah, with education in 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 England anyway, it's um it's really about specialising tighter and tighter as you go through education in a way. So as you say, at, at sort of thirteen, fourteen, you choose some options that you want to take. You've got to do maths and English, um, and basic science, I think. Yeah, but then you, then you can choose like specific sciences like chemistry or mm. physics or biology as mm. an option, but you do basic science, just whatever that is just science yeah. um, is a basic but, choice yeah but then you've um so you've got you've got some choices that you make it's 13 14 and then based on that you then can go into sixth form which is where you'll specialize even further so the, the amount of learning you do it gets reduced or the subjects you do gets reduced and um, and then when you if you decide to go on to university then you unlike america where you have the first two years as a sort of general degree in the uk you you already your major is is your degree so you don't have a major you go into a particular subject so that's the way it works in the uk and for me at the age of 13 14 i made some bad choices again because our our uh, philosophy was that education was only really to help you get a job mm. um and obviously the the beginning bit is to learn to read and write so you can help praise jehovah but um but then it's all about getting a job and so i took courses i took lessons that would help me in my mind get a job mm. which were not necessarily the ones that i really was good at or was interested in so i ended up doing things like technical drawing you know um which was just not really me at all to be honest no like for me i don't know if we've ever said on the podcast but you're more of an artist in like a you would draw like nice landscapes or like snapshots of a moment do you know what i mean like um portraits of a room or something um so then to be like and now get out your rulers kids doesn't sound quite right um yeah so technical drawing was like drawing nuts and bolts literally drawing nuts and bolts (laughs) i thought it was more like architectural drawing well obviously eventually that's where you get to but but now it it can literally be you know here is a nut and a bolt and the thread on it and you have to be very very precise about um because don't forget when i was at school um it was all Mm. done by hand so you didn't have graphic um packages like you do now cad packages computer software that that you know helped you with it you literally had to draw it with a pencil or a technical drawing pen um on paper um so that was the lesson you know that was one of the things i Mm. took which was yeah well rubbish at it to be quite honest with you um so yeah it was what i was really into was like creative writing and things like that telling stories writing stories poetry things that sort of thing i was really interested in and i would i would hazard a you know i would dare to say quite good at Mm. and things that i you know now obviously love doing and do um for pleasure as well as for 
work but um but yeah that was unfortunately i didn't choose those subjects so i couldn't then develop them but anyway i wouldn't have been allowed to go on sixth form anyway because i what was the point the the thing for jehovah's witnesses is there is no point in further education there's no point in higher education because this world is coming to an end mm. you know the scene of this world is changing why waste your time on worldly knowledge and worldly wisdom when the world is going to end the system of things is going to end politics economics all of that gone and we will be worshiping jehovah forever so what's the point you know actually we should be spending our time in worship of of our god i mean obviously um you picked against english because you thought it would or like extra english because you thought it would um not be useful for getting a job and so on um but was there any other reasons you didn't pick it as well or yeah i mean i I did choose art so um i got away with that one so i did do art so that Mm -hmm. wasn't particularly um practical but Mm. it was something i was interested in um but english so you had to do english in your normal um high school kind of Mm. yeah but you had a choice you had an option whether you did english literature which included like creative writing and obviously reading and uh, commenting and critical review Mm -hmm. of works and stuff um and i was really that was what i was kind of really good at but one incident in school and i've not really talked about this before i don't think Mm. um other than about 30 minutes ago yeah um but yeah we've never spoken about this before have we i don't think i've told you this story um so what happened was um we were reading a book which you know um called of mice and men Mm -hmm. um it was part of the uh, curriculum i do believe it's still part of the curriculum for english um john steinbeck novel and in that book there is i suppose what you might call industrial language or agricultural language let's say mm. so you know damn and um, hell and perhaps the odd bastard thrown in for good well you know so there's a few sort of slightly risky sweary words in there and um, i remember being worried because as part of the lesson you had to obviously take the book home and read the book but you also had to read some passages out loud so they go around the class and you'd read your own little paragraph and then the next person would read it and I was worried that I'd come to the paragraph and she'd say to me uh, right Stephen it's your turn now and I would have to read this paragraph and there'd be some swear words in it so um, that was what I was worried about so I, I spoke to my parents said, I'm really worried that this is going to happen and I don't obviously you know I don't want to be swearing so um, anyway got a bit of advice and the advice was speak to the teacher before the lesson so you don't make a scene and explain to her that you know as one of jehovah's witnesses you don't swear and obviously because of that you don't want to be using that language even reading it out loud so i approached miss um and i said to her uh, well I, i said that basically um i explained my position and she didn't take it at all well she was quite unpleasant and she gave me a bit of a talking to telling me that i needed to grow up um and tell told me to go sit down again and then when she started the lesson she had a little bit of a lecture about 
Um, I can't remember the details of what it was, but it was definitely directed at me because after she'd said it, she turned around and said to me, so does that answer your question? Oh, I hate her. <laughs> She's evil. At which point, you know, obviously I wanted the room to swallow me up. Um, so I tried to do it, you know, outside, not not make a big scene. But obviously she'd now directed it all to me. Mm. And of course I was getting bullied anyway. Um, certainly. I just think constantly that woman's a... disgusting. I hate her so. I want to find her. <laughs> it's horrible, wasn't it, really? Yeah, well, it, that's bullying. That's like a teacher bullying you. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Hi, just a quick little interruption for you. Um, we just want to remind you that you should leave us a little tweet about what you think of uh, the podcast. Maybe yeah. maybe you should tweet this to your friend. Do a public tweet telling your friend to, to watch mm. this if you think, or to listen rather, if you think that they'd be a fan as well. Yeah, yeah. Stop what you're doing right now and um, yeah, tweet something about the podcast or send somebody a text maybe send them a text and say have you heard of this new podcast called what should i think about or what should i think about (laughs) is really the way it should be um said because it's got two dots and then a question mark on the end Mm. so what should i think about anyway so yeah let people know about the podcast it does make a big difference the more listeners we get the more we we feel like we're not talking to ourselves um, so yeah, please let people know. Right, back on with the rest. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just bullying, isn't it? That's a teacher bullying you for yeah. your religious beliefs. Like, regardless, I don't, I don't think it's fair that you know your religion at the time was putting that pressure on you, and I don't agree with the witnesses and the way they do things. But like, regardless, you were a child, and that was what your beliefs were. And yeah. her saying just grow up wasn't going to do anything. Do you know what I mean? So. I think that's really disrespectful and you know I would never I don't agree with the witnesses but I would never say something like that to one of them or like because education is meant to be um preparing you for the workplace and professional etiquette and so on and you couldn't say that in the workplace you know what I mean so you shouldn't be saying that at school and it's just horrible well you probably could say it in the workplace in those days don't Mm. forget things have changed a bit so um there was there was times when i was obviously abused like that but there was other things that happened Mm -hmm. um that we just would not well no because i think i don't agree with what that woman said to you regardless of my beliefs with the witnesses absolutely but um it's like imagine if you know there was some kid doing pe and like take off your headscarf Mm. and she was like I can't, it's religious beliefs. And I'm like, no, just take it off, grow up. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. you couldn't do that. Mm. Like, just because it's about swearing, it's, it's no different. Here's, here's one that, um, it's, this is a right tangent, and um, we didn't mention this in mm. the um, in the pre-talk. Okay. <laughs> um, and it goes back to my infant school days. Maybe we talk about this another time. Well, but I'll um, bring it in. But I'll bring it up now. So when I was in the infant school, so that must have been, I must have been about six, five, six, yeah. seven, I think you were in those those schools. Um, I remember, because um, kids are just kids, aren't they? They're just kind of, some some kids are just um, friendly and, and um, they like to hold each other's hand when they, they come into school. And mm-hmm. um, this teacher had seen a couple of boys. Now, again, remember, these must have been five, six or seven at very most. Mm. And they were holding hands as they came into the school. 
Um, now, is there anything wrong with that, do you think? No. No, of course there's not. But I remember um, the teacher saying to them, if I see you doing that again, I'm going to get some ribbons and tie some ribbons in your hair because you're like a little girl. Can you imagine that now? But that this is this this is the childhood that people of my age yeah. were raised into. This is a world that schools and you know education and so on. That this is the world. So no wonder we have such a a difficult time when it comes to thinking about people's sexuality and their identity and so on. Mm. Um, when that was the way that kids were educated, I remember that. I remember thinking, "Oh crumbs, I don't want to be. Um, I don't have to wear a." A ribbon when I come into school, I must make sure I never do that. You know, and that well, that's ridiculous. like offensive on multiple levels because a, mm. it's like the whole like like a girl thing being like because yeah. men are you know boys are superior and if you do that, you'll be lowering yourself to being girlish, and <laughs> b, basically being like because you're obviously being gay basically, and being gay is being feminine and being feminine is bad, so. And and, you know, showing affection for somebody mm. is has got to be feminine. Yeah, yeah. By holding their hand, oh, that's got to be a feminine thing. Yeah. Well, why? Why does it have to be a feminine thing? Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's anything wrong in being feminine, but do you know what I mean? It's just like it's just so yeah. ridiculous. But that, that again, anyway, that was um, that was infant school. So that is going back quite a long time. That is going back fifty or forty-eight years something like that so i suppose that is quite a long time ago but it's still people of my age and i guess these are the it's my generation and a bit older that um that kick up a fuss isn't Mm. it about um changing attitudes Mm. so no wonder this is why (laughs) i would say so that is i suppose why education is so important because it does shape Mm -hmm. our thinking um later in life yeah at least that's my that's my thinking on that Mm. Uh, but yeah anyway so Going back to uh, to the the secondary school as we call it, high school, mm. I guess. Um, yeah, I was. You asked me, did I? Would I wanted to go into sixth form? And I told that story that related to that, and that's because um, a I couldn't have gone into sixth form because it wasn't basically allowed. Mm. Um, it just was not. You know, like if you said you I want do. to, would they have been like no? <sighs> Yeah, my my parents wouldn't have approved of that, um, mm. and yeah, it would have been really looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the point? You know, the the world's coming to an end, so I can get a job without having to go to sixth yeah. form. So I should leave and get a job, start earning some money, um, start bringing something into the house, and um, you know, that's really what I should be doing. Start living my life. So mm. um, so no, I left at sixteen, um, but. Even if I'd have wanted to, unfortunately, because of these other issues I'd had with, you know, not doing the subjects that I was really interested in because of the reasons I've explained. Because um, I thought, well, if I do like English literature, I'll I'll have those sorts of problems constantly, won't I? Because mm. I'll have to read even more sexy books and even more rude books. Yeah. Uh, bad language. So that kind of stopped me from pursuing that that side of my career which has now become so important to me so yeah Mm. um but no i was uh, i would have probably liked to in theory but you know i I wasn't really able to pursue that Mm. um and it just wasn't something that was on my radar because at the time 
you know, I believe that the end was coming. Yeah. Also, you just didn't like school. I hated school. Yeah, I hated school. So I had it from the teacher um, or the teachers. Not all of them, obviously, but some of them. Um, and then, you know, the kids were were pretty awful as well, really. Mm. So, yeah, I had a pretty bad time at school as a JW. But also, just to add to the wonderful nature of going to school, I had not just a few spots like acne, like mm. most kids do, but I had cystic acne. Yeah. <laughs> Which meant I was the Jehovah's Witness who was already separated from everybody mm. that had boils on his face. Mm. I also had like, um, I went to the doctors and they gave me this solution that you had to mix it in two little bottles and it was like a white powdery sort of liquid you had to put it on your face and it made your face look like you were a sort of clown makeup mm. you know so i remember going to school with this on and um, kids obviously taking the mickey out of me girls running from me in mock terror that i was going to give them a disease mm. um and at the same time having teachers say things like that to me was like so yeah school i wasn't a great fan I must admit, yeah. I was pretty pleased to leave because mm. it was a terrible experience yeah. for me. It's a wonder I've not become a psychopath, really, um, you know, given my experience. Mm. It wasn't the best of times. <laughs> so, mm. no. So, education had a bad start for me, I must admit. Mm. Yeah. I suppose, like, from my point of view of education, very different experience for yeah. me, obviously. I think, you know, in terms of at school, everybody's a bit ugly and a bit thick. Um, and like it evens out well, over time. I wouldn't time. say that. No, no, nah, nah, evens but... out over time. If you look back at pictures, <laughs> um, and you remember the things that you said, um, it evens out over time. You get smarter and you get less dopey. Um, you know, you That's come into you your think. own. You come. In, <laughs> you come into your own style, and you start to have your own mm. reasoning, and you make opinions based on learning. Hopefully. Um. But yeah, um, what what? It's not like uh, school is therefore perfect though, just because you're not a witness. School is still of course not a weird place. They make some weird choices, such as at our school. Turns out they do this at a lot of schools as well. I thought our school was just particularly terrible, um, and it was a little bit in the at the first few years of my school. It was on Ofsted's like watch list and they were making oh, sure yeah. that it was improving do you remember they it were like a, yeah they had we didn't we know had like, at the time but it was a bad school wasn't it it was literally you know and they're like this is a bad school yeah. ours was a bad school <laughs> Ofsted came and declared it bad yeah um so then they had regular you know normally Ofsted comes once a year but then they had regular mm. interval visits where they were like seeing if we were improving or not and um but one thing that they didn't this wasn't an issue Ossed was fine with this but we had x and y side in our school and our school was separated into two halves and the lowest performing half or the half that they thought would fail were put onto y side and the higher performing half that they thought would match or exceed their minimum target grades were put onto x side so basically they were like anyone that we think is dumb we're gonna put on y and anyone we think is smart we'll put on x and they would refute that but that's what it boiled down to and well, i suppose that's what it felt like if you were on the poor y side yeah and that's what it's what it boiled down to and it's what um 
it was like so we'd be walking around and we'd see like the Y school kids and the, you know the Y side kids and they'd be like oh the swats over there you know the boffins and we'd be like oh the rough ones over there they're gonna like eat our lunch <laughs> you know um, if you were gonna try and do an experiment as a psychologist to try and um you know observe the how you could divide a community then um yeah that would be how to do it literally separate people yeah. um by their um apparent intellectual prowess it's really bad um, ridiculous it? yeah so ridiculous. when in, in england when you're in year six which is your last year of primary school you do um sats so depending on your um on your sats scores would depend on if you were x or y side um also there were some things that we discovered afterwards that were very wrong where they input things like parents marital status place that you live and um you know if you're if you have separated parents and you live in the rough area more likely to be put like if you're borderline with your grades then that might tip Mm. you into y side or x side depending on if you have a stable quote-unquote home or not or if you have um if you live in a more affluent area or not because there's presumptions i guess made that they'll help you with your homework more and so on you'll get more support and so on so then i mean it's a bit self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it like Mm. much like the way that they did the originally they did the scores during the pandemic for the students that weren't able to take normal sat exams you know Mm. it's a bit self-fulfilling wasn't it so like oh Mm. the kids that would we 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 thought they'd fail so we gave them a fail regardless of what they'd been achieving yeah this is the danger of algorithms to decide on individuals yeah exactly so that was something that our school did brilliant another thing is that we had this was just geography there's not much to be done but it was a bit awkward is that there was the the lovely front exit where all of like the kids that lived in the more affluent areas of of the city would go out the front exit (laughs) And the poor kids would go out the back exit. Oh, yeah, I'd never thought of that. Yeah, so we had, like, the back gate, literally just the back gate. So you went out the back way, obviously. Yeah, unless I was walking home with my best mate that lived front (laughs) gateway, and I'd go out the front gate. I mean, you can get to our house from the front gate. Yeah. But it was just... it's not very practical, is it? No, it adds an extra, like, ten minutes on. But it kind of was, like, turned into this thing of, like, back gate kids and front gate kids. So there's all of this going on at school. It's really interesting how things at school do kind of um, affect your psychology and and would obviously have an impact. If you've grown up in a um, a situation where you're known as going out the back way and Mm -hmm. you're in a in a Y group, that's going to have some sort of impact upon the expectations that you have about yourself, isn't it? It's got to. It's got to. Um, Also, I don't know if you know about this, but it's been discussed a lot. I think they still do it. Um, There's a group... Every school has a group of students that they call the gifted and talented. Um, And uh, you get picked depending on, Mm. for different reasons. Some people get picked just generally and will be called gifted and talented generally. And some people get it for individual subjects. I think I had it for English and history. I was put in the gifted and talented Mm. (laughs) G&T. And, you know, certain students would get put onto baccalaureate, for instance. Do you remember the baccalaureate? The baccalaureate, yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to the baccalaureate? Absolute waste of time. Absolute <laughs> waste of time. So I think the only children that were offered the baccalaureate were children on X side. Why? So the way they did this, so baccalaureate, for people that don't remember, um, was that you would do a selection of your options for GCSE, would be 
that you would do one humanity and one language plus your two of three options and then you would be able to you know if you got your English and your maths and your science as well you would have a collection of GCSEs that we called the baccalaureate that meant you were incredibly um you know well, it didn't mean anything, did it? That was the problem no, with it. No, it had but no, it had no nothing. But they said it, it meant no you're meaning. incredibly employable. Yeah. Was the idea? Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, you no go employers on. knew anything about no it. No one cared. It was, it was a just, nothing. It thing. was a governmental. This is the problem with education in the UK. It gets meddled with constantly yeah. by politicians. Yeah, constantly. So there's constant changes. There's constant new ideas coming along yeah. and um, yeah get so away. I was in this year group where we were forced to pick the baccalaureate again this was decided they wouldn't offer the baccalaureate to children that they thought um, weren't worthy basically mm. so they would pick it out and they would dictate that the children that they thought could achieve it had to do a baccalaureate and if you wanted to not do that you had to fight against it <laughs> the way that they decided that is they would hand out this form that you had to fill in to put in your options and people that were <laughs> basically the people they dictated were not smart enough were given just a white booklet where they could pick anything and the people that were clever and baccalaureate worthy mm. were given a yellow booklet so all it, these little ways of separating people yeah. these little messages these little symbols so everyone's walking that help school, people right? recognize so you've got a white yeah, booklet or you've yeah. got a yellow booklet and all of like <clears throat> I, I i remember mm. just all of us yellow booklet people hanging out and so on and this you do know what i mean Amazing. and so yeah. me and my partner think about the fact that we were in the same school for years and we didn't even know each other so mm. we were in the same school from the start from year seven and you stay there until sixth form but um and we started dating in year 11 but we knew each other for a couple of years before so from year nine we knew each other right but mm. that's the three years we had no idea the other existed mm. and that is because he was on y side and i was on mm. x side um but then we both picked music so for the first time ever we were near each other and we knew of each other's existence mm. um and that's purely because we were put on other sides and we would always be hanging out with whoever and how had. ridiculous yeah and how ridiculous because he's so smart he's gone yeah. to universities doing he's a, a master's Russell in group. physics he's doing physics yeah. he's doing a master's next year mm. um it'll be this year now mm. but like yeah they just make I those think choices that, that reminds me of a little story actually that that i um that that I, suddenly i just remembered this mm. and it's it's nothing kind of terrible, but it just shows you how kids um, notice things, even mm -hmm. the smallest things. So um, I, no I started to notice, that, and this would have been, I must have been about 14, 13, 14, I think it was. And I must have noticed, well, I did notice that every time I went into, because you have like different classes at different locations within the school. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah, now math time. It's, to the yeah, class. we move yeah. to the new to the new room. So it's maths now, and you go into a new room, and you you know mm -hmm. you you pick your book up that's on the desk where the teacher sits, and all the books are there. So you go and you you get your book, or your folder, or whatever. You go and sit down, um, and then it's time for English, and then you so you move to the English room, and you go and you find your book, and you so on, um, or or your marking from last the last uh, yeah. assignment you got. So you'd pick that up, and I noticed I went to maths, and mine wasn't there. And I said to Mr. Rostron, who was my teacher, um, where's my um, where's my marking? It's oh, just a minute. And he had to go into another into his case and get that or this other box. He had my thing in. And then I'd go to English and um, I noticed that 
again, you know, I thought, where's my work? And and the teacher said, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, you're you're in that. And they'd go and get my my paper. And this happened a few times. And I started to get a bit paranoid. I started thinking, why why is it that they keep taking my work or my work is never there? Mm. It's always kind of somewhere else. And I remember asking, I think it was Mr. Ostrom, my math teacher. I remember saying to him, sir, can you can you tell me why is it that um, I seem to keep this seems to keep happening and I told my mates about it as well and they started to you know we'd come up with all sorts of conspiracy yeah, theories yeah. about what was going on um and he said oh well, I can't really can't really say you know I said well you know, what's going on you know I'm a bit it's worried about work, it to be yeah. honest anyway I managed to get to the bottom of it and what it was it was some sort of research that was being done and they'd randomly picked certain students as far mm. as I understand it, it was random um, to do some sort of assessment on their work. So it was a kind of sample, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so it wasn't, I don't think it was anything particularly to do with me. It was just that I just happened to be yeah. one of the sampled papers that they were using. But it followed me all through that year. So my piece of work. But of course, as soon as I realised that, then whatever research they were doing is kind of a bit pointless because... Yeah. If if it's supposed to be a as like a blind mm. study, then of course I realised at that point that I was being monitored. or my work mm. was being monitored. So of course that's going to change, isn't it? The way mm. I think about the work that I'm doing. Mm. So it just shows you how how um, careful you've got to be when you're dealing with children because they pick up on so yeah. much. And just yeah, I've got a yellow book, you've got a white book. What does this mean? You know, you could you could do a full study on that mm-hmm. um, about the social and psychological effects mm-hmm. that has on children. The reason I dislike it is not is because of all of the social impact. The reason I dislike it is because of all of the social impacts it has, but also because there's no evidence actually that, well, not that there's no evidence. There's there's a lot of good evidence to suggest that having mixed sets is really really good. So. Basically, kids that are high performers don't lower when they're put with lower students, but um, the but lower students improve when they're put with higher students. And actually, there's an improvement on the higher students as well because they're like helping each other. Like there's. Okay, so what study are you referring to then? I'll have to find it from Zoe because she did a <laughs> Zoe did a master's in education and like. Yeah, I'm not sure that, that I I think that's probably worth another. I don't know. There's there's a lot of disagreement about whether streaming helps children and whether it you know it might help those that are not so uh, doing so well, but does it help the the ones that are doing well? So there's a there's a bit of a, a well, payoff. Like there. I said, I don't like that the study didn't show any like any mm. any degradation in the other child, and if anything, it's just like just constantly being like oh, okay and you're thick now and you'll be thick forever enjoy it yeah i know? mean that's the bit i i worry about is the is is the expectations it sets and the, and the, the way that, that affects of, people's of stories it's the aggregate mm. the segregation of the students i just like as well where it's like like i said you all just those, those end up being your friends because it's just like friends of circumstance they end up being mm. your friends because they're who you see all the time i didn't know who my partner even was because he didn't sit in our classes we mm. didn't interact with each other like you know there's a whole there's a whole terrifying new class structure that's created at schools right are we getting to the end of our podcast i think so um okay so thank you very much for listening everybody i hope you found the education special interesting um 
and um, don't forget to subscribe write a review on itunes write a review yeah. or even just even so, if you just go this was good five stars that'd be fine <laughs> give us some stars um the other thing is um you know if there's just one person that you think oh do you know what i bet you'd like this text it to them then text it to them because if we were to have everybody that's listening to this podcast now just get a mate or a friend to listen obviously we would double our listeners straight away um, and that would be really cool so we're trying to build a bit of a community and uh, and hopefully we can do that you can be part of building the community (laughs) indeed yes right okay cool thank you for listening and um, see you next time on what should i think about bye bye what should i think about is an evil sheep production